are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good show for you today. We're going to talk a little bit more about Chris Harrison having a podcast starting in January of 2023. Not too long about that. We can also talk about um, you know something that came up last week in my podcast with She's All Batch. Um, and then we're going to talk Hooters, the restaurant, because it's involved in two different stories in the reality TV world. And also, I mean, one of the biggest stories, at least in my world, the fact that I read about this yesterday, there's going to be a Grease prequel TV show coming to Paramount Plus in early 2023. I did not know this until yesterday, and boy, do I have thoughts. We will get to that momentarily. As you know, we have a December title sponsor for this podcast, and it is Earth Echo Foods. Earth Echo's new Cacao Bliss Superfood Blend. You can say goodbye to processed chocolates, enjoy the incredible health benefits of chocolate, but you don't have to worry about the side effects. No added sugars and no artificial ingredients. They also have the Island Bliss, the Chai Bliss, the Golden Superfood Bliss. You can put it, the chocolate um, cacao superfood blend, you can put in your coffee, you can put it in your smoothie, which is what I've been doing, and also you can put it even in foods, whether it's cakes or brownies or muffins or cookies, anything like that, just add it in there. It tastes delicious. So what Earth Echo Foods is going to do is going to offer up to 15% for you, the listeners. You go to shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve. Use the promo code realitysteve, as always. Just if you don't remember the URL link, just go to where you listened to your podcast, go to the episode description, click on Earth Echo Foods link, it'll bring you right to the landing page, and then when you order, whatever you order, during checkout, type in the promo code REALITYSTEVE for up to 15% off. Also, a great sponsor, StoryWorth. They compile your loved ones' stories, memories, and even any photos you have into an exquisite hardcover book, creates a valued keepsake, it's a great holiday gift. You can start this holiday and then as a Christmas present, it'll be ready by next Christmas because it's something where you get emailed a question once a week, you answer it, and then they keep track of everything and they put it into a hardcover book a year later. Help your family share the story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash Steve and save 10% on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash Steve to save $10 on your first purchase. All right, not too much to talk about in regards to the Chris Harrison podcast. I gave all my thoughts yesterday in the first 10 minutes of the podcast, if you want to go re-listen to that. Like I said then, and I'll say again today, this is something that where I'm going to listen to the first episode because I do want to see what he has to say. I think he really needs to, you know, the only public apology he gave was on GMA, and it was awful. It was very poorly done. I don't know who coached him on that, but it wasn't a good apology. It was like a non-apology apology so he's had two years (laughs) I really hope he comes up with something better than what he did on GMA and curious to see what he says his plans are for the future if he wants to be back in TV if he's tried to get back into TV and can't a lot of things but you also got to remember the NDA that he signed assuming all the reports are true that when he settled with ABC that this was something to where he's not going to be able to write a tell-all book or just absolutely go scorched earth on the franchise and bring everybody down. Because let's face it, Chris Harrison was there from the very beginning. 
He's the only person that was there for every single episode. Obviously, cast changed every year. The crew, while they have had some people that have been there for a while, there's nobody that's been there for every season now. Once Chris left, there's nobody that was there from the very beginning to right now. And let's face it, Chris Harrison knows where all the bodies are buried, so to speak, when it comes to that franchise. He knows what happens behind the scenes. He knows what producers say and do behind the scenes. He knows what producers say and do when they're on the road. He's very well aware. He could ruin people if he wanted to. I don't think that's his goal, but he could. And I think that's why they had him sign what he did, allegedly. And I guess we'll find that out for sure once his podcast starts. But let's be very clear about something. Chris Harrison has a lot of info and a lot of dirt about what happens in this franchise and what happened in the past. So... I don't think this is going to be a tea-spilling podcast. I think it's going to be more of a friendly podcast. The first one, obviously, he'll address what he's wanted to talk about for the last two years. But I'm assuming this is a weekly podcast. Once he gets going, it's probably going to be him chumming it up with a lot of his golf friends, him chumming it up with a with the contestants from the show that he's still on good terms with and you know, bringing them on, talking about their time on the show and all that, and... I just want people to keep in mind that if you're expecting this to be some absolute just obliteration of the franchise, it's just not going to happen. you got to be prepared for, for what to expect. He will address, because we heard from the minute teaser exactly what he wants to at least talk about in the first episode, he will address probably the reasoning behind him getting released from the show the interview that he did with Rachel Lindsay. I'm sure he'll address that. And as I said, he's got two years to come up with a better apology than he did on GMA. And then from there, like I said, you, you know, you listen, everyone makes their own determination. Um, and as I said yesterday, I don't think this guy deserves to never work in television again because of that interview. Uh, you know, he, he lost his job for two years and this guy was making, you know, reportedly three to four million dollars a year working on that show. So if this show's on the air for another 10 years, uh, that's 30 to 40 million dollars he misses out on. So you can't say he wasn't punished for what he did. So he has been punished. This doesn't mean he should never work in television again. And anybody that says that is just uh, a little too extreme. That's that's that is a that is very extreme. He doesn't need to work on the show anymore. It's not like they need to bring him back to this. But should he ever work in television again? Absolutely, he should. Um, he's a veteran. Um, he made a mistake, a very big mistake on television, but he's he's paid for it. And let's move on. And, you know, let's um, let's not forget, certainly, but to lose your job forever. No, he should be able to work in television again. I think he will. Uh, but I'll be interested to see what he says in that first episode. You know, something that came up in the She's All Batch podcast last Thursday and when I brought it up to. Jackie and Stephanie I didn't really like the way it came out and on my end because it wasn't what I was going for but I can see you know when I listened back I was like eh I didn't like the way that sounded when I was basically talking about how when they had Chris Souls on you know why didn't they ask him about the the auto accident first off I don't think that is something you need to talk with the subject beforehand they couldn't just spring that on him and just say, hey, we want to talk to you and bring you on and talk about when you were The Bachelor and then when you were on Andy season and then became The Bachelor and all that. And then in the middle of the interview, spring on, hey, so what happened that night? You know, you can't do that. That is an interview where you have to set it up beforehand and say, 
can we talk about this? And if he says yes, then you do it. Um, but the way I, the way I brought it up, um, it just it, it wasn't even anything against them. It's just for me and what people expect out of me. There are a lot of interviews in this franchise that I would love to do, but it's just not going to happen because I have to ask certain things, and I just know that there are um, guests that would be uncomfortable talking about it, which is fine, but I just can't have them on regardless. You know, one one person I've always said I'd, I'd love to interview about this franchise is Robert Mills, but Robert Mills would never do an interview with me. He's the uh, head of alternative programming for Warner Brothers and, um, you know, one of the executive producers on the show. He would never do an interview with me unless we agreed beforehand, Robert, I am asking you this, 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 and this. Like, I have to ask this. And if he says, yeah, you know, I'll answer it, and then he gives some bullshit answers or dances around it with his answers, that's the other thing that I kind of brought up with She's All Batch is there is there is the idea of asking someone a tough question, which anytime I've had somebody on that had some sort of pass with the show or had a controversial moment on the show, I've always brought it up. However, there's also this, well, when they give you an answer, if the answer is complete bullshit or it's vague or it's a flat-out lie and you know it's a lie, it's then the follow-up question of, okay, do you call them out on it? And that's the slippery slope, being an interviewer, is that you're inviting these people onto your podcast, but if you don't talk about it beforehand and say, look, we have to get into the nitty-gritty of the things that happen, and I'm going to call you out for stuff, then you can't just spring it on them. I think the only one where I did that beforehand was when I had Polly on a long time ago, Polly Calafiori, um, and I called him out for the stuff that was happening at the time when it was Cara Maria and and Danielle Maltby and his and how he treated Danielle Maltby and the stuff that she was saying in interviews. And every time he answered, I would call him out and say, no, 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 Polly, you're that's a flat. You're you're lying or you're covering. You're not giving the full story. But that's not a, it's not a fun place to be as an interviewer and a subject. But. So it's almost like you have to cover it beforehand. I thank God I haven't had too many of those, but. Uh, but that's also because I can't get some of the main characters of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette on, because if there was, I would ask them that. So, yeah, this is all just to say, understand that when contestants go on podcasts, yes, it's easy to ask the tough questions. It's the follow-up questions to their answers to those tough questions where a lot of people shy away, and I wouldn't be able to. That's what I'm talking about. Kind of like... You know, I, like I said, I don't want to criticize Ashley and Ben. They had Aaron on the podcast. That's fine. But when he answered the way he did, I think they both knew he was lying and not telling the full story, and they didn't do any follow-up with it. They just kind of asked, hey, what about this? What about these two girls? And then he answers, and they just kind of let it go. There were so many follow-ups and so many things that I would have done differently with the Aaron interview, but Aaron's never going to come on this podcast because he knows I know more, and I know, and he knows that I would probably embarrass him. But anyway, I just wanted to get that out there in regards to any future interviews, something like that. So I bet you didn't think you're going to tune into the podcast today and hear two stories about the Hooters franchise having to do with reality TV. Well, here they are. Uh, the first one being the fact that Alyssa Lopez, who was on BB23, Big Brother 23 and Challenge USA on CBS, she posted on her Instagram that she's going back to work at Hooters. She was a Hooters girl before she ever showed up on Big Brother, 
and she's now going back to Hooters. There's actually a giant billboard of her. I forget which city in Florida she's in, but she works there, and some people called her out and were like giving her shit for going back to working at Hooters, which is just stupid because she's allowed to work wherever she wants to work, and who cares if it's Hooters? And for me, I've never understood what the big hullabaloo, if that's even a word, hullabaloo, right? Uh, about Hooters is like, who cares? Do you understand there are way more scantily clad dressed restaurants out there than Hooters? Like Hooters, you're literally in a tank top, dove shorts and pantyhose. Like The amount of skin that you show as a server at Hooters isn't even close to some of these other places. I live in a very uh, I, I live in an, an up and coming city in, in Frisco, Texas there is four of these types of restaurants within literally a one-mile radius of each other about 10 minutes away from me. There's a Hooters. There's a place called Wild Pitch. There's a place called Tight Ends and then Twin Peaks. You're probably not familiar with Wild Pitch and Tight Ends, but Twin Peaks is a national franchise and obviously Hooters is. And up until a couple of years ago, there was a fifth one maybe about a mile down the road, two miles down the road, closer to northern Plano, called Bone Daddies, all the same thing. Scantily clad women at the hosting station, scantily clad women that are serving you, scantily clad bartenders. I mean, this is what they do. And if you compare Hooters to those four, let's take Bone Daddies out of the equation because they're gone. It doesn't even compare. It's not even close. Hooters, you're barely showing anything. Whereas, I don't know if you know about these other places, especially a place like Wild Pitch, or tight ends, they literally are serving you in their bra and underwear on certain days. There are certain days during the week, laundry, lunch, Fridays, where they are walking around in their bra and underwear. Now, they're taking your order, but they're not allowed to touch the food. The actual food is brought out by the runners. They just take your order and, you know, flirt. That's what their job is. And that's why women work there, to make good money. And the fact that Alyssa was getting shit from, you know, just some troll on the internet about going back to Hooters, I'm glad she told them off because she had every right to. That's just stupid. I just don't understand the outcry and the outrage about Hooters. Like, this is 2022. Have you ever looked at the internet and you're worried about what a woman wears at Hooters, which isn't even that bad at all compared to some of the other restaurants? In 1985 or whatever, when Hooters was first came to the forefront yes it was original it was wild it was out there and you're like wow maybe this is too much in 2022 who cares shit I'm, i'll be honest with you i went to hooters last week i had lunch there you know why because their wings are fucking good <laughs> they have the best wings of any of those places that i just mentioned by far i love their wings at hooters did I go there to like an ogle over the waitresses? No. They're 25 years younger than me, you know, for the most part, 20 to 25 years younger than me. And that's not why I'm going to Hooters. I'm going there for the food. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, just like you read Playboy for the articles. No. Yeah, I'm actually going to Hooters for the food. I'm thinking, I've kind of outgrown going there because I want to hit on a waitress, please. But the fact that there's any sort of outrage over Hooters and someone giving shit Alyssa online for it. Dude, get a life. I'm glad Alyssa clapped back at them. The other story is that there is 
a show coming out on Discovery Plus next year called The Playboy Murders. And it's going to talk about all the behind-the-scenes stuff that happened in the Playboy Mansion back when it was a thing. And one of the people that speaks on it is Holly Madison, who was one of the Hef's three girlfriends. She's part of the girl next door with uh, was it Bridget Marquardt and Kendra Wilkinson. I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again because I know I haven't told it on the Daily Roundup. And it's just ironic. Every time I see a story with Holly Madison, I got to relay this story. Back in, this would have been 1999 or 2001. Or 2000. It was between 99 and, and 2001. I was working for a sports radio station in Los Angeles. And for Monday Night Football, our drive time show from 3 to 7 p.m. was always at the Hooters on 3rd Street Promenade. I don't even know if it's still there. I haven't been to 3rd Street Promenade in a while in Santa Monica. But they had Hooters there. So every Monday night, our 3 to 7 show broadcasted from Hooters in Santa Monica. And I was the engineer at that point. I was doing, I was setting up the place and setting up and getting the hosts, you know, microphones, everything plugged in, all that stuff. But it was every Monday night. So this would have been either the 19, this would have been the year 2000. I'm pretty sure it was the year 2000. Yeah. It was the 2000 football season, NFL season uh, for Monday night football. And being there every Monday, obviously, I kept seeing the same shift people, same. And there was always this one girl. She was the only girl in the Hooters restaurant that was in uh, on that Monday night shift that was on roller skates. She was a waitress on roller skates. And yes, she would deliver your food <laughs> with a tray in her hand on roller skates. And I remember, you know, briefly talking it up with her at some point, you know, always making comments about um, her being on roller skates and whatnot. And then, you know, never thought much of it. And then when the Girls Next Door show started, I see that she's one of Hep's girlfriends. And the girl that I realized it was was Holly Madison. And if you look and Google Holly Madison, you find out that she was she was a Hooters girl. You can even find out that she, uh, in certain articles, it specifically says she was a roller skating Hooters girl. And that was the one at, at, uh, at Hooters in Santa Monica. But she's one of the people that obviously they speak to in this show that's going to be on the Discovery Plus in 2023, which I'm sure will be very interesting because it's kind of amazing now. I mean, really, when we look back on, you know, Playboy was a obviously a thing. It was big in the 70s and 80s when it was very hard to get your hands on, you know, nudity and porn and all that stuff. And, you know, being in Playboy was such a big deal. And, you know, wow, who's on the cover this month or stuff like that. And then you hear all the stories from the Playboy Mansion. Just the fact that an old, creepy 80-year-old man was living with three hot blondes that were 50 years younger than him. Like, it's just, it's unfathomable to think that nobody thought that that was an issue. I didn't. You didn't. People just thought it was weird, but nobody ever called it out. Do you, could you think, can you imagine if somebody that was famous right now was doing that? Had a Playboy Mansion through nothing but parties with, you know, hookers, cocaine, and, you know, these crazy-ass parties, and he lived with three women. And do you think anybody, you think that would fly today? Not a chance in hell. But for some reason, in the 80s and 90s, Hef was looked at as a god. Hugh Hefner was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's the best pimp in the world. What a what an absolute, what a man. And it's just like, holy crap, I can't believe society thought that way and to watch this show in 
Discovery Plus. I mean, Holly Madison has been very forthcoming about her time in that mansion and the abuse that she suffered at the hands of Hef and has written a book about it, has done interviews for other like documentaries, but this is going to be a show where they're going to dive into some of the murders of some of the Hollywood, um, some of the, some of the women uh, from Playboy. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be pretty riveting, but yeah, that's my Holly Madison story. I've told it before, but it's probably been years since I've told it. And then I want to end with this. While I was reading that story, one of the stories underneath it was the fact that in early 2023 on Paramount Plus, we are getting a Grease prequel. It's called the Rise, it's called Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies. Now, when I read about this, the my first initial reaction was no. Do not desecrate that franchise with some garbage and doing some sort of prequel or reboot or whatever. This is going to be a prequel. However, when I read the story, I did read that the creator of this show is a huge fan of the original and Grease 2. Thank God they said and Grease 2 because I didn't want to hear that they just liked the original because Grease 2 is a cult classic. You all know my um, love and affection for Grease 2. I've said it numerous times over the years. But the, the creator of this show that's going to be on Paramount Plus is a fan. They definitely pay homage to it, and it's basically just going to focus on the Pink Ladies and how they were established. It's going to, I believe, take place in, you know, Greece took place in 1959, even though it came out in the 70s. It was about high school in 1959. This takes place, I think, in 1954. So we don't get the Rizzo and Marty. We don't get them. We get I guess the women, women that were a class before them, you know, four or five years before them. So will I give it a chance? Sure. But I obviously am very skeptical. I am glad that the creator said she grew up watching Grease and Grease 2, and they are going to pay homage. They said the soundtrack is killer, and I'll give it a shot. I want to see how they can do this, especially in a show. This isn't a movie. At least I don't think it is. It's a show. Yeah, because they said they've got like 51 songs on the soundtrack. So, yeah, that wouldn't be for a movie. And I'll give it a shot. But initially, when I saw that, I'm like, no. No Grease prequel. No, don't do it. I'm like, you know, what are you going to concentrate on? Well, they're going to focus on the Pink Ladies and how they were established in this woman's mind. I'm like, okay. I'll give it a look. And if you were a fan of Greece and or Greece 2, just know that on Paramount Plus in early 2023, this show's coming out. It's called Greece Rise of the Pink Ladies. So be on the lookout for that. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, we are back tomorrow with yet another daily roundup. We're going to be talking Survivor on the 30, uh, 30 on the uh, Thursday podcast this week with our resident Survivor expert Stephen Fishback. We recorded that today. That will be your Thursday interview, podcast number, I think, 318. So look forward to that. Again, thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!